This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America, this is Old School. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. So we are back. <laughs> Jay Foreman here at the five o'clock hour. DP crazy for, for you people out here, man. We on the stream. We could go on cut, but we're gonna keep it PG thirteen. My man is having a good old time over there. This is Jay Foreman, DP Austin on the ones and two. Making it sound and look good. This is old school. Brought to you by the Mercado Certified PMT Special Ingredients at Butcher Shop, located eighty fourth and Havelock. Every type of meat and every type of cut. So. This wacky Wednesday, obviously, you heard it's coming out of the break. Um, a lot going on. You know, there's some uh, cryptic, cryptic text of a possible, what it sounds like maybe a Husker commit. Um, Carter Nelson sounds like he's going to make his decision pretty soon. It is officially camp season. It's on and popping. There's tons of stuff going on in the professional world of sports. Uh, it's, the, it's game three tonight. It seems like they're trying to stretch out this NBA finals as much as possible um it's going to be you know that that's going to be you know first and foremost and see what's going on you got a major in the tennis uh professional tennis softball is florida state ou first game tonight seven o'clock um major league baseball has suspended some games and one of probably the most important things dp Mm -hmm. is the iron Sheik hall of famer from wwe by the way a wwf one of the first professional wrestlers I, I i got to see when he was in the awa and that was kind of like you would whatever part of the country it was you would kind of you know obviously wrestle there and awa was was uh huge in uh the minnesota minneapolis area with you know headed up by the ganya family he died today at 81 man so that's uh that's a long fruitful life especially with being a professional wrestler um I, you know that's a big deal i i got to meet and and I, I called him Sheiky Baby because that's that's it made sense. And he played along and then so he was in my bar. We were actually so my bar was in the MCI Center. Right. And we hosted the event and I was the personal host for the Iron Sheik, Sergeant Slaughter, and uh Ivan not Ivan Koloff, but Volkov. And Nikolai Volkov. And you got to meet them, and their wives were all there. And we fed them throughout the course of the two days. And I was calling him Sheiky Baby because he was calling himself Sheiky Baby. And after we had a beverage or two, he pulls me aside and offers my hand. And he goes, you are my – and he whispered it. And I'll, I'll probably cry just thinking about it. But he whispered, you are now my, you are now my brother. <sighs> Call me Cosro. 
That's my real name. Call me Kajro. And I just like I became 20 year old me. Like I just it, it was just really cool. And he was legitimate. I mean, this is a dude that got in military corners of the world that most of us are never going to. He's seen things that we're never going to see. Um, he saw the most powerful people in the world in a way that we can't. And he would right. tell the stories of uh, the Shah of Iran. And he would tell the stories of the American president. And he would tell the stories of the militaries and the CIA intelligence folks and his best friend, who was his great protector, being killed for trying to be honorable and trying to be a patriot. And he was pained because it took him a long time to get credit for who he who he thought he should have been. But he loved his life. Even in the pain, he loved his life. Like that dude, that's a good dude. And truly the strongest hands of any human being I've ever. Like his, his hands are strong, like Bruce Smith strong. Like those are literally right. like the two that if, I, if I'm going to shake somebody's hand, those are two people that I don't really, I'm not sure I'm going to get my hand back. And those those clubs that those clubs that he I don't know if you're familiar Austin, but the clubs that he used to work out with, those were legit. And he traveled with them. And even at I want to say he was sixty at the time. Yeah, he wrestled for a while. And he could still Jay, he could still two two twirl those those clubs at right. age sixty. So we lost a good one today. We yeah, just uh, don't lose him. It's just uh, you gotta appreciate him while he's out there. And he's a, he was a, he was really good on Twitter too. Uh, he'd always, he, you know, and uh, that's why you know I became a fan. And, you know, he put you in that uh, in that Cobra clutch. <sighs> that would be it. It'd be over. But uh, also, I think the uh, what I read here, DP, mm -hmm. um, breaking news out of the NBA mm -hmm. is the Phoenix Suns didn't trade try to trade, but they just flat out released. Chris Paul, 38 years old, obviously first ballot Hall of Famer, um, great player, uh, just have, has always battled the unfortunate injuries in the playoffs, which is just weird. It just seems like he has – he doesn't – remember when they say you need to keep a rabbit's foot on your keychain? Yep. He he has – he's got like a one-eyed, you know, chicken, chicken foot in there or something because it's just not working – it didn't work out well. What do you think about – and I know I heard you guys talking about Dame Lillard, right? So this is why we're going to, you know, I'm going to talk a little bit about that as well. One, DP, from your experience, why would a team like Phoenix, when you have Kevin Durant, one of the top, say, 12 to 15 of all time, Booker, who's coming into just straight assassin mode, mm -hmm. DeAndre Ayton, if you could rehab him and get him to kind of not be so scary, but you, he's under contract. And Chris Paul, who went healthy, that mid-range game defense and, and assist the or assist the turnover ratio is still very high. Still one of the you still have the game plan for Chris Paul. And you're not the Chris the even Chris Paul walk around at 38 years old, you're not just gonna ready and get those, right? You're not gonna go get some young point that had a couple, you know, week run where he did well and think he's gonna fit into the role of Phoenix Suns because it's not a overall. Why do you think? Chris Paul was just waived. Do you think Chris Paul wanted to say get a couple more years on his contract? They said no, play it out, lame duck, because that means you would probably most likely be cut or released at All Star break. That's what happens. 
So then it was just like, okay, then I'm gone. I think this is Chris Paul asking for this divorce. Um, Chris Paul is in a position, again, with longevity and unique contract that whoever he works with has to at least negotiate or renegotiate a part of this deal. And if you're Chris Paul and you have that power, if you're going to go long game, say you pay me short money now, long game later, then he can choose where he plays. And then with all the discussion of Dame Lillard and Kyrie Irvin moving around, well, mm. having a secondary level score, top assist guy, and a still high level defender. Yeah, he can straight up D you up. On your roster fits several cities in play. Dallas, oh. Dallas becomes a part of the conversation. I can see Chris Paul next to Jimmy Butler. I can see him in Philadelphia. I can see him in Philadelphia. I can see him. DP, I know you want to talk about where you can see him. Uh-huh. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I know you want to set the stage for the team. Lakers. Ah, never mind. Don't you know, got it. You know exactly, <laughs> Thanks, David. <laughs> you know exactly where that brother's going. Okay. LeBron, LaMichael, uh. Anthony. <laughs> you what? know, soft bone Davis is there. They need a point guard to take the pressure off LeBron uh, so he doesn't have to be so ball heavy. If they could get Austin Reeves back, you got a four-headed monster there, and then you could develop some other guys. Now you're really you're it's really Clippers or Lakers. Like I don't I I, th I think it's simple, although I have a sneaky suspicion that Mark Cuban, because it's Dallas and because he has some history with experienced veteran players that that becomes a part of the conversation. I think that's a part of the conversation if the Lakers doesn't come through because he can dictate where he goes. Mm -hmm. I think if it's a trade scenario, Mark Cuban does what he does with Kyrie. And I think Chris Paul did this, whether it's his agents or what, because he, you start to hear the rumblings of Kyrie trying to go to Lakers, Kyrie trying to get LeBron to come to Dallas, X one get traded to Dallas. Mm -hmm. Well, then... LeBron's one of his best friends. They he fits well into the Lakers, mm -hmm. right? He fits with Dar uh, Darvin Ham as far as a coach, right? Mm -hmm. He fits that personality. He fits with T. Lou, but you know, I think the the Clippers, the way that they play with with Paul George and Kawhi, they're so ball dominant and being able to bring it up. They don't really need a Chris Paul. It doesn't mesh well, which is why Russ was weird, right? But they needed Russ because those two were always hurt. So when Russ is really playing well for those two and a half weeks. You ride Russ until he has that. They game. didn't think they needed Russ. That was the so the whisper was Russ was a coach. Like the thought was that Russ would be able to tell them what LeBron couldn't tell them. Right? While LeBron's on the floor, he's on the bench, seeing, he's communicating with people. They didn't expect to play. They expected that partnership. It just didn't happen. Like it just didn't, it just didn't happen. Russ was garbage with yeah, the Lakers. Yeah, he he's over there. So I mean, he, my man was hitting side of the back. I mean, it's just what but they it is. had a lot of. They had a lot of garbage this year. But he was garbage. Yeah, they had a lot of garbage. And he was garbage, I, and he was garbage with the Wizards. I, I think that if if he was garbage with Bradley Beal, Bradley Beal was like, "You got to get this brother up out of here." <sighs> it's all right. Just go ahead and admit it, man. It's cool. We, well, we but the same thing, the same could be said about John Wall. Like you could, I mean, and John Wall. But see, like, John Wall is more injury. Okay, John. I'm telling you what happened to John Wall. Las Vegas. When John Wall, when they were down there for Team USA, and John Wall, and they had been down there early, and he went out and party, and that mugshot showed where John Wall looked like he was a three technique, it was over. 
I, I, because the, his partner in crime is Bradley Beal from East St. Louis looking dapper and would, professional. And John Wall, those two, were actually on the cusp of taking over the league. I mean, they I, they really were because those two, because people don't, John Wall's still a bad dude on, on the court. People don't realize how effective John Wall is on the defensive end. He's he he might be he might have the most block shots and steals from the guard position in NBA history, and this is from a dude that ain't played in like three years. Yeah, if if he he if he was healthy, he'd be in the John Stockton steals right. conversation. Yeah, so I think, and that that's a that's a record that may never get broken because it's John Stockton. And then with Damian Lillard, I think with him, I mean, it's great that you're loyal, right? Mm-hmm. But as we've seen when we with Roy McIlroy and Liv and those all those guys on the PGA Tour, there is no loyalty in professional sports. There is none. There is no loyalty from management or ownership to a player. It's they're loyal to you as when things are going good. But right now, if you're the owner of the Portland Trailblazers or you're the GM or you're the assistant GM, you're looking at this ain't the roster that you had prior where you were kind of be you could be the fourth or fifth seed when get you know get through the first round and that's a great season for you. And here's Dame coming. You drafted him when nobody else thought he was good. This is now you got a dude out there. A little bit older, the first year he's actually kind of missed a significant significant amount of games injury wise. You're not surrounding him with good pieces, and every good pieces, young piece he had is gone. Like Grant is gone, and you know when they drafted him, you know, you know, a couple years ago, he's gone. Um, so if I'm Damian Lillard, you're not gonna get an extra dap or a badge of honor of just essentially being on the ship while it sinks, and then they jettison you to, you know, the Washington Wizards type of team or the Orlando Magic or in kind of force you to retire, kind of like Carmelo Anthony. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Okay, you want traded? We'll send you to the Atlanta Hawks, mm-hmm. and you're there for six hours. <laughs> you can hear your jersey on layover, and next thing you know, you're somewhere else, and now you can, can't can play. Can I ask you that the, the elephant in the room? We've been talking about point guards all over this place. And the one they're talking about is Trey Young to the Lakers. And I'm just trying to figure out. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Is is this is it really like that seems to be the offseason for the NBA? Well, is yeah. that it's just going to be like some years it's the coaching merry-go-round. This year it strikes me as point guard merry-go-round. Well, because everybody's contracts up and Murray coming over from San Antonio. They just haven't meshed. Trey Young has had a really good year this year. Sneaky, one of the best of his whole NBA career. And he could, he's appealing to the Lakers because you actually have a dude that's going to show up to a game and compete and can score. He can he can alleviate the scoring uh, responsibility for LeBron tenfold. Now, what he doesn't do versus like Chris Paul is the defensive end. Now, what conversely, right? Chris Paul plays decent in, in in big moments but he's always hurt and he doesn't get like hurt where he, he misses three or four games he out for the series like he'll he'll have a layup 
the ball, you know, bounce up. And next thing you know, he break two fingers. He's done for the rest of the playoffs. And or like when he's in Houston, you you know, you you just kind of did the kick step as far as you know trying to play defense. You tell you're growing. Now you're done, and that's how you lose to the Warriors being up three, you know, three one, so forth and so on. So I think it's going to be a little bit of merry ground, but I think it's more contractually, you know. Where's Trey, Where's Trey Young opening day next year? If I'm Trey Young, and it's all dependent if everybody's roster stays the same. If I'm Trey Young, if I'm Trey Young, I'm trying to go to Philly. Okay. Um, I'm trying to, I would even see Trey young possibly in Boston. Now I don't, this is all kind of, I don't know the salary cap and all, and, and they would have to do, you know, three teams trades and all that. I'm talking about where he would fit in to his playing style, which is they have people around Trey young to where he's not exposed defensive defensively because of his lack of size. You know what I'm saying, Austin? So what you <laughs> want around him is you have a superior playmaker. He used to just come in and he was kind of like, a, you know, he'd be shooting the 38. You know, that was it. That was it. Right. He's a really good three. He was a volume score this year. He took a step up being an efficient score. Right. And got better defensively. But what he really did was from the assist to turnover went up. So then if you get linked around him, a la, say, Boston, Williams, Tatum, Brown, Trey Young, and then throw Marcus Smart. OK, now you would like, OK, so so. Boston goes from, all right, Miami Heat probably has your number, right? Just from a, you know, character standpoint and what they have going on, right? And you know Milwaukee's going to come back because they got that dude Giannis, and he's the equivalent of three guys. Well, now if Boston got Trey Young. But why haven't we considered any of these point guards in Milwaukee? Because they already have Holiday. And Holiday fits into that, what they do with Giannis and Holiday's defensive prowess. We're gonna need we're gonna need NBA GM foreman to 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 move all the puzzle pieces of point guards. So there's four in question. So Trey Young's in question, Chris Paul's in question, uh, Kyrie's in Urban, and then I would say Jalen Brown just for a conversation. He's more of a point forward. Well, but I mean, but yeah. just big big names. Whoever gets whoever needs a point guard is gonna have to be in that. Yeah. Austin, come on, play GM. So I'm going to go back to the, the Trey Young thing. I think his situation and Dame's are eerily similar in a lot of ways. Um, but the key difference is that where I don't think Portland surrounded Dame with enough talent consistently, I think Atlanta had the opposite problem where they got a lot of intriguing young pieces and didn't develop any of them fully or didn't package them for someone else to, you know, compliment Trey Young until DeJounte Murray and that didn't work out. So I, I worry a little bit for Trey Young's sake that he's going to become Dame Lillard East-ish. Right. And again, I think that's that comes down to, to management. Because again, that's a guy that can score, that has proven more than willing to pass. You know what he is at this point. He's a proven commodity. Um, it's, it's too bad because there's talent there that could help someone. Philly's fascinating. Does Atlanta want to trade him in the conference? I don't know about that. Um, Chris Paul to the Lakers fascinates me in a lot of ways. I mean, could we get him get the banana just boat to watch ten Jay years go later? Crazy. Just to watch <laughs> Jay Foreman go crazy with this. Who's better for the Lakers, Kyrie or Chris Paul? Jay, you're the you're the GM there. Come on, Jay. I would. The easy choice I would say is Kyrie. 
personality wise, LeBron, I think, can kind of manage him. I think Ham would manage him because he's not going to play these stupid games. Um, I think he has way more respect for LeBron now than what he did when he was younger. I think that he brings a, a, again, a power punch on offense when he's available and playing um, that nobody else can match. On the flip side, I would say Chris Paul because he fits a role. He would make LeBron better. I think that he would challenge Anthony Davis personally to get the best out of him. And they have experience from playing together in Mm -hmm. New Orleans. But the problem with Chris Paul, okay, is physically, can you answer the bell? And that's why I think role is the key word to use in the Chris Paul conversation. He's not a star anymore. He's really good at what he does. But counting on Chris Paul to be a star is such a risky proposition that you have to treat Chris Paul like an overqualified role player. You have yeah. to use him while you can, but I, diminish it. I need you too. And this, this is fantastic. Like, cause, let, cause let me ask you this. Right? I don't mean to cut you. Let me ask you this, Austin. And let me, you too, DP. Yeah. Okay. Let me ask you this. And this, right. Just we'll, we'll do. Okay. Between. Okay. Let's go. Trey young, Chris Paul. I'd like to say, I ask you about Damian Lillard, but let's go Kyrie. So Trey young, Chris Paul, Kyrie, right. Mm-hmm. Who gets signed first and who gets signed last. That's going to tell you a lot. Because if it's me betting, I think Kyrie's the last to move. Because Kyrie is going to try to be as strategic as possible. He's not going to be thinking about basketball first. He's going to be thinking about where can I go so I can do my Kyrie thing. <laughs> but that's wrong for the team. Kyrie needs Mike Tomlin. Exactly. That's why I'm saying he's going last because – Kyrie be, might be okay with going down to Orlando. He's not going there, but he might be because you could kind of go out there and do his thing. Whereas I think Chris Paul has made this move from a business standpoint and a career standpoint. So here's what I would do. If I'm, if I'm the Lakers, right? I'm bring Brad Schroeder. I like him. Right. And I do sign Chris Paul. If I can get Chris Paul, if I decide to go with Chris Paul, but then you know what? I load manage Chris Paul. I do. And, and here's why is because like you said i think the years in phoenix and with the clippers the amount of minutes he played is caught up to him along with the the rockets it's mm-hmm. caught up to him and even before kevin durant you know came over in the trade he was playing a ton of minutes then mm-hmm. and especially when they traded bridges and um dinwiddie i think it was a dinwiddie that they yeah. traded yeah. yes yeah. so or no, Johnson. Cam Johnson. Cam yeah. Johnson. Was it, I, I thought it, that was the then Cam was, Johnson it, and Mikhail Bridges it, 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 went from it, Phoenix it, it, to it, it, Brooklyn. So didn't they have a trade with the Wizards? No, it was with the it was with the the Nets. But again, that up that his was minutes. a big one. That okay. upped his minutes, and it, his minutes were high before because Crowder's gone. Remember Crowder? Mm-hmm. So I think if you if the Lakers would sign Chris Paul or a team signs Chris, doesn't matter who it is, Clippers, Lakers, whoever. You don't load management to where he's not playing, but you also say, hey, look, this is what this you need a championship and we need you. Is he on the Kawhi Leonard plan? Not that that, not to that extent. Kawhi Leonard Leonard is on the the, the, (laughs) on the U.S. post office when it says five o'clock and I'm breaking. That brother is breaking. (laughs) Yeah. So I I, okay. So Bogo, Dinwiddie, 
they were all a part of the multi-team trade with the Wizards. That's what I, I knew okay. that there was some okay, yeah. some crossing of, of, of wires at some there point. You go. But then the other intriguing thing is when you look at Damian Lillard, and, and the big thing, and, and this is also what we looked at with when we talked about the Milwaukee Bucks and them firing their coach. Mm-hmm. When you look at Portland, okay, forget the, the players and the name. I just look at the ages, right, of the players. 20, 20, um, 27, and he's a guy that's never played in the NBA before, so he's been overseas. Um, 26, uh, one year in the NBA. 29, Grant. Okay, 21, 23, Damian Lillard's 32, 23, 25, 24, 28 is Yusuf Nurik. So those two are, you know, those two are, you know, boys. And 23, 20, 23, 26, another player that hasn't been in the NBA, right? 20, 22, 24, 27. And the guy that's 27 is Justice Winslow, who really has been hurt one year and hasn't played much. And he came out of Duke. And he's, yeah, he's, he- he's, headed, back to, he's headed back to Houston. Like, right. That's a- so when you think about <laughs> it, if I'm Damian Lillard, even if you want to keep him around for leadership, there's nobody in there to lead. So- but here's the thing. You have to do right by your player as well, right? I, I think, you know, Good management, like you were saying, DP, is find pieces to put around him. I don't think there. there's enough self awareness in that office to say, "Hey, we're not the ones to put the pieces around him." Dame's given us a lot. Let's get someone else in here who's an outside voice that can help us. Uh, it, it's as, all necessary. But as a fan, a change I want of the Dame management. Gone. Change of the management. Uh, look, be careful what you ask for because you might get it. Like you're closer with Dame than you are oh, with the sure. Yeah. So then you need to go and move. But then when you look at the Milwaukee Bucks, right? And you look at their roster; they need to get extremely young. But the, the but the main cogs are phenomenal. Giannis, no no need to say anything else, right? Then you got Lopez and Drew Holiday; those are the guys that you can count on. And then, not even that, you got your man um, Chris Middleton. So those are the. If I'm going to keep some older guys, I'm going to keep there. And then you got guys that come off the bench who I'd actually think about starting is Bobby Portis, right? Bobby Portis, I think, has expanded his range and brings some physicality. Then you got a, maybe one more older vet in, in, in Jay Crowder. Then I'm going to try to find a way to get extremely young and more athletic in the end, also with the new coach, to develop some young guys. I'm not a big fan of him, but Grayson Allen, another guy that's played well throughout his career who's going to probably get a big contract here in the, you know, eventually is Jevin Carter. I can't believe the words Grayson Allen and big contract. No, 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 no. No, Javon Carter. No, no, I was no, 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 I just, yeah, just, yeah, he yeah. said it in the same sentence. No, and I, no just, I, said, I said Grayson Allen. I can say the same no, sentence. Those... No. Grayson Allen needs to get money back, but uh, – and he's played he's – play, he's, he's gotten better, and I think he's, his little dirty issues have gotten a little bit better. But I think with Carter, I think when you think of a point guard that's been, you know, brought up the hard way in the, his efficiency – he fits well in. He's kind of like a Drew Holiday, you know, 2.0. So you can kind of revamp your roster by trimming some of the older fat versus where Portland, they don't have an option for anything. It's like Dame and everybody else yeah, don't even have a heartbeat. There. They it's don't have a heartbeat and a pulse. So really, if you also, from a GM standpoint, and this is, you see it all the time in football, you saw a lot more prevalent. With when Bill Walsh was with the 49ers, and he, he Bill Walsh went to his grave or not to his grave, but he admitted before he was, you know, fortunately passed away that he regretted doing this. And this is what Bill Belichick used to do you always trade a player, especially in the Portland situation, when they have still have the value because you go another year with Dane, 
still being productive, but say he misses 30 games. Well, then, therefore, if your team listed teams right now is five, by the time you try to change, you know, trade Dame next year, okay, you might have two, but guess what's going to happen? You're going to have to still assume some of that of that salary. Well, then that's not really an advantage because essentially you could have kept Dame for half the price. You get what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so, it, you know, how they go about it is going to be really interesting. And, you know, when it gets going, I think a lot of lot will happen with the draft. Um, and before we go to break, I um, want to give Sam Griesel has a workout with the Boston Celtics. So that lets you know that um, perfect that, that he fits big guards, Grant Williams, you know, all that. So good luck to him because he definitely deserves it and been working hard. So I want to you know, make sure that he gets his props. Um, but we're going to come back after the break. Um, tease a little thing. I asked what people are doing about eight o'clock tonight. You know, tune in and we drop and see what uh, we talk about. Uh, what possibly. are you watching? That's what I want to know. Well, I'm going to be watching the game, but then I'm going to have my headphones in and watching the stream and listening to 93.7 The Ticket. So we're going to tell you what's going to be on at 8 o'clock tonight. Jay Foreman, DP Austin. We'll be right back. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows granger has got the right product he needs to get the job done which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. 